Welcome indeed. Hi, everybody. My name is Bree. My name's Jamie. And I'm Bobby of the Cryptid Corner. All yes. right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Pre-Thanksgiving. Is that what we're calling this right now? Pre-Thanksgiving? And Thanksgiving Eve? It's, it's pretty much th- Thanksgiving, I feel like. Some this people is the are night, doing Thanksgiving right now. This is the night where you where you go to your hometown and you go out drinking with mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, at your mm-hmm. old bars and you're like all excited about it and then you get there and you're like, yeah, I don't really. You're like, about. that's why I left this like, place. That <laughs> guy, that guy sells insurance. That guy's on heroin. That guy's on heroin and sells insurance. <laughs> quite depressing. It really so, is. That's the holidays. Apparently, it is the big one it's of the crazy bar, over here. It's one of the biggest bar nights uh, of the year. Is the night before Thanksgiving. <gasps> And it is sense. Green Wednesday. My mom was telling me that today is supposedly the the biggest day for cannabis transactions. And so they estimate like whatever extra amount of billion dollars just from today, just for the day before Thanksgiving, just in cannabis. Damn. I mean, it makes sense, right? Speaking like, nobody of- wants to go to Thanksgiving sober. Speaking of cannabis, uh, on Sunday, we're going to be doing a stoner sesh. It's not going to be recorded or live or anything, but anyone who's like watching in the chat who wants to come, I don't think we've quite nailed down the time yet, but we're just going to be hanging out and smoking weed. And uh, we have like another podcast setting up a stoner playlist for us. I think uh, we have <laughs> so, like some little, yes, yeah, we have some little exciting things that we're going to have in how there. Is, how, is this, how is this any different than the other live stream we do? It's, that's the funny part. It's really not. It's just going to be a bunch of random people hanging out. I think it, the whole point of it is like, to not record it so there's no pressure of like having to perform or like be in front of people it's just going to be kind of like people hanging out and talking about ideas and stuff like that and so i think it, that's going to be cool and if you guys are in we're going to be doing it this sunday word word all right let's get into fucking tonight's episode what the hell are we talking about well i wanted to talk a little with you guys about thanksgiving in general I, let's, 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 let's begin let's start it. breaking let's break the ice a little before we just jump right into it <laughs> i love it i love it First of all, Bree, how come it took you so long to get here? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys, the traffic is horrendous. It's awful. Uh usually it can take me like 10 minutes or so to get from my parents' house to my house and it took me almost an hour. So it it's like it, the traffic is just awful. And so I I've been at their house kind of like cleaning and getting Thanksgiving dinners, you know, like side dishes and stuff ready. And so I look like a cleaning lady, I feel like. Um, no, you're I so didn't cute. have time to like freshen myself up. So I'll just stab myself in the eye later. That's okay. Uh, yeah. And that's why I was late. <laughs> we weren't that late. We were only like a minute late to the stream. So it's not that bad. But yeah, I know. But usually I have like everything, you know, I'm chilling here. No, I like rushed, like slammed the door open, like, oh my God. So what ran in here? What sides are you responsible for making? What were you making when you were over there? I'm not responsible for anything. Oh, luckily. Just sit at the kids' Uh, table? No. You don't make sides uh, at the kids' table. No, I don't, I really don't have to do anything. 
Like <laughs> okay. no one expect no one expects anything from me. That's I mean, they easy. expect me to like. So like Josh and I will bring um, a baked brie, and it's pretty much just like brie. Brie brings a brie. We yeah, we scrape off the yuckiest, spread some fig jam, and then we bacon. cook some bacon, chop that up, some basil, chop it up, put it all around, and then put like a crescent shit, no, whatever that is on it with a little egg wash, throw it in the oven. It's so good. That's really the only thing that we do. And even that that's an appetizer. So I could always be like, no, I'm not going to do it. I have my running list of finer things in life. And it's usually food. And I just added, you just reminded me, I think baked brie is is right on so there. So good. It is so good. It's <laughs> delicious. Brie's I, I pretty say, baked. I was, yeah. Yeah. It's super baked. <laughs> No, but it's like it's like chocolate whiskey, coffee, steak, baked brie. brie. I was like just cheese in general. I feel like should yeah, be a but whole category. Brie is like that's like next level though. Yeah, baked brie that's is like super next level. Different. Especially with a nice, good like something to pair it with, like a good fig jam or some type of a jam to go with it. It just it, it brings it to a whole nother level. The fig jam with you got your savory and your and your sweet because we got the bacon. You got basil for a little herby flair. It's so good. Um, but I mean, I help, but really no one expects anything of me other than to drink. I was like, I think that's a good place to be on Thanksgiving though. That's like <laughs> the took, prime. I was like, that's, many, I aspire to be that. Like, yeah. Many Thanksgivings to set that precedent that I will can be contributing nothing, nothing. to this meal. No. I will show up and drink the booze. I drink all the Prosecco. They buy lots of bottles and they're like, Where's, aren't you going to drink it? And that, that's all I have to do. Bless you. I helped, like, nice. I helped with cleaning and usually I do the decorating and stuff because I think my grandma and I are the only people with like exquisite taste in the family. Oh. Have gotcha, the same. Gotcha. My grandma and I are equally critical of others and mm-hmm. expectations. Mm-hmm. We... Mm-hmm are the standard holders she sounds like a lovely lady (laughs) we love grams grams she (laughs) the darker (laughs) side of me the critical side of me i think i definitely get that from from her well i have to after this stream i have to go make a broccoli cheese casserole so that sounds delicious what goes into that and are you making it or is your wife making it and you're like helping i'm making it oh i'm like like a i'm a liberated man i can make a casserole holy shit who put you in charge i want to know like at what age that people are like yeah you can do things because i was like i don't want to be a child and just show up and they're like no i went to a i went to a friendsgiving like probably 15 years ago and my friend brought his grandma's broccoli cheese casserole. i was like yo dog you got to give me the recipe for this And almost every, I never write it down. And almost every year I like text him or email him I'm like, yo, what's that recipe? I haven't seen this guy in like probably since that night. But, All right. Uh, give us the details. What's inside? It's, li- it's, it's yeah. literally Ritz crackers, a shitload of butter, Velveeta and broccoli. Like that's oh, all it is. But easy peasy. Yeah. It's just the combo. I'll post. It sounds like poor man's secret. casserole, but delicious. Yeah. Post yeah, it on Twitter. I'll post his grandma's secret recipe on Twitter. So. <laughs> yes, please. All right. I, I usually, when I'm with my family, I'm in charge of Thanksgiving and I pretty much cook everything. Uh, so the past few years I've actively avoided trying to be around my family so that I didn't have to cook Thanksgiving dinner. I do things like go on cruises or, uh, just completely different States to avoid any holiday shenanigans this year. Uh, I'm dating somebody. So I'm going to his family's house. So fingers crossed that you behave yourself, Jamie, you better put 
that mouth of yours. Be nice to his parents. You're in his house. I'm going to be kind. Jamie. It's like that. I'm going to be cherub. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be cherub. I'm bringing lots of cherub. I made a pumpkin swirl cheesecake, and I made a cookie butter, which looks delicious. Mini butter, delicious. They did. I did send a pictures. Then I'll post those on Twitter too. I and then a mini cookie butter uh, cheesecake to go with it as well, little mini ones. And then I'm also additionally making chocolate chip and peanut butter cookies with that. And then on top of that as well, I am also making uh, sausage uh, stuffing from scratch because I don't very, do no box shit. Very. There's no box right allowed for Thanksgiving. I feel like what's funny is everyone when they were like asking me to like cook the sides, they were like, "Yeah, just grab a box of stuffing and make it." And I was like. I, who does that i was like first of all y'all don't know me if you i've never i don't do things from boxes but thank you well i gotta ask you guys this okay before we get into the real content after this little intro conversation are we pro are you guys pro cranberry sauce or anti cranberry sauce anti pro anti brie get out of here yeah get out of here brie <laughs> get the fuck out you guys just said you love you love the breeze so that shit was like like that was invented before like flavor was before like you know what though it's like what kind of cranberries like are you eating though maybe you just haven't had quality i've had it from the can and a lot of people like really are like i'm a can person and i've had it fresh and either way it's just a weird fucking berry that i'm not i don't i don't put fruit on poultry that is it's weird that is you know but i don't put it on like I don't put it on like the meat, like it's everything together. It's all, it's just, you have to have that color. I don't know. I think it is so good. I don't eat anything from a can though. All right. Quick, quick day after Thanksgiving tip uh, with leftovers. Uh, I don't know if you sauce. Go- Oh no, fuck that. That shit is so gross. Um, do you guys ever do Hawaiian sweet rolls? Yeah, of we course. Always did, we That's always did staple. Hawaiian sweet rolls. You take a leftover Hawaiian sweet roll. You put mayo, like those little thin cocktail pickles, slice, slice those up. Oh, oh this sounds gross so far. <laughs> you to dared it. to tell me to get out for the cranberry. What's wrong with pickles? I hate pickles and I hate mayonnaise. Okay, well, and then pickles you, are and, gross, but with the yeah, in the trash can, you know what? Like, what? You know what? People might want to hear the rest of this recipe. Okay, all right, tell, all right, tell, all right, tell, all right. Give it. All right. Hawaiian sweet roll, mayo, cocktail pickles. Leftover turkey, Tabasco sauce, and that's it. Just do that. Make a little slider, little turkey sandwich sliders with mayo and cocktail pickles and Tabasco. Okay, I have one thing tip as well that I saw today. You get one of those like muffin tins that you get at like the dollar store that you can throw away and you use that to put your Thanksgiving leftovers in because it's individual little portions and then you could just pop the whole thing into the fucking oven when you want to eat it again. Mm. There's usually so much leftovers from my parents' house that it's just like... Their fridge will just be packed and like the outside fridge and the inside fridge is just packed. And we and then, literally have to do it again like 30 days later. No, always, for sure. And I can never decide. I'm always like, I should just pick a couple things and not have a whole Thanksgiving again, but I can never. Mm-mm. I'm always like, maybe just like a little bit of this and like a little before yeah. I know it, it's just like a whole fucking thing. And it's it's just so good. Here's, here's why I love Thanksgiving. I think it's my favorite holiday. Um, is because it's like the magic of Christmas without all the bullshit of Christmas. All the pressure of it. Yeah, the presents yeah. and the, so you're yeah. So just like, you know, you, you got a little responsibility. Well, not Brie, because you don't have to cook anything. She doesn't like, do anything. Just drink and show up. But all you got to do is just show up, watch football, and drink. Blessed. And, 
eat a lot of food and take a nap. Like, what else do you want? I don't nap. I just sit there like, why? Oh, that's un-American so too. Well, give it, give a nap a shot. That might help you feel better. No shit. If you're not doing anything, I guess maybe I'll hit you up and we'll we'll record some things. I'll get you drunk and we'll do some Patreon. Now, Brie, you have our first uh, first uh, cryptid of the evening, right? Yes, you do. Speaking of Thanksgiving. <clears throat> so when did we decide that I had this? Uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, that thing. This is the Gobble Squatch. Hey, this yo. is our cryptid of the fucking holiday not just of the episode of the holiday the holiday beast this uh cryptid in particular i do not think it has any major background or legitimacy um (laughs) (laughs) whatsoever did you draw that before we came on the air i I did not know is the only picture on the internet of the gobble squatch which i don't think is necessarily quite the gobble squatch of more just somebody uh drawing a picture of an angry turkey What's well i think weird, this is like, why this is how it came about though coming out all right Bree, start start from the beginning where did this, this come is, about at this really just this is a tale of a tale that happened in virginia but there really is no such thing as a gobble squatch. I think that whoever created this cryptid in their imagination was just to have this turkey that is just going to seek the revenge of all of its brothers and sisters and cousins because Mm. all of the turkeys are sacrificed on a mass scale this day. We can all agree on that. Mm -hmm, And so why not invent a gobble squatch a big turkey beast that's gonna stomp its way out of the forest to seek revenge on all of the people that have sacrificed his family all for one day of deliciousness one question you could feed delaware with that thing though do you think that if we all collectively tonight go to sleep believing in the gobble squatch that when we wake up that tomorrow that the gobble squatch could manifest possibly it? be real, like we manifest it. Yeah, a little tulpa action. Oh my lord! I'm gonna go ahead and veto the uh, the gobble squatch tulpa idea. No, I don't want any part of that shit. No, I mean, if if we do though, that means it's coming for us as well. But what if we don't eat a turkey? Tofurkey? We could be like, we created you. Now we will destroy you. Gobble what if we? What if we instead <laughs> do like duck or something? Then would we have a, a duck squatch? I mean, it's really squatch the quack squatch. Oh, Mm. those are real. Mm. I think that it should be a thing. I mean, it it just seems right. You know, I feel like when we have we have all these. Yeah, we have all these holidays where we have like, you know, like the turkeys and the fucking Easter bunnies. I think we should now have a matching cryptid for every holiday that just yeah. counteracts what like if like we have the Easter bunny, but it's like the Easter bunny's evil twin who it's goes and like Donnie, Donnie Darko. Yeah. And like steals all the eggs and shit. So that's that's basically what the gobble squatch is for Thanksgiving. It is the anti Thanksgiving creature. Ooh, you better start thinking what Christmas is going to be because that's going to be dark. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I was like, well, Jesus is technically a zombie. She always says zombie day. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, we could that talk about Easter. that. Uh, oh, Easter. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. So no, Christmas is his birthday, but it's not really his birthday. Christmas is a weird one. And I think we're going to talk about Krampus on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Krampus. I get the Krampus once a month. Krampus right, is ladies? like Grandpa. <laughs> oh, 
All right. I've been, I've been drinking whiskey. I'm We've been, I missed that joke. It's okay. It wasn't a joke. It was. It was more just like a little punny quip. Uh, All right. Well, anything... listen. Go ahead. There is not. If Gobble Squatch was a real thing, there is not one person in this world that could wrangle that sucker in a net. I tell you that. Not one person. I believe. I believe I, you. I, I think of like uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. The giant mm. turkey balloon, oh. like is that not gobble squatch? But gobble squatch is like pissed. He's not on a bunch of tethers for some like sweet souls that are just walking it along. Well, maybe that's why he's pissed Wait. because he's tethered down. Mm. So we I gotta need to make broccoli cheese casserole. <laughs> no, we just need a, like an angry person to like run through the streets and cut the strings, and then it like is loose and then it's it just free. eats everyone that was standing by the Macy's parade in Times Square. And it's back uh, this year in person. It's not digital or whatever. Slot. Oh, and now we've come full circle <laughs> in the history of America. It is a giant slaughter. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. And we're talking about the original Thanksgiving. That was not yes. a nice, wonderful feast. Yes. Everybody remember your roots. Yes, exactly. People are saying Indigenous Day. Yeah, we do. Yes, yes, we like that. Um, I've always been like, I'm surprised that the cancel culture hasn't uh, taken away Thanksgiving alone yeah. for Thanksgiving. However, I will say that. I put this on someone's TikTok earlier today, actually, that I think we, we can transmute anything. So even if it's a disgusting holiday, I think that we can turn it into something nice and we can acknowledge They did that. It's called tragedy. Thanksgiving. It's called Thanksgiving. Exactly. But like not think of it in the same terms that people still do. There's a lot I of people don't. out there that still think that the white people were, didn't do anything. I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. They were like, it was the Spanish that came and slaughtered and spread the diseases. And I was like, yes and no. It was also that dirty Mayflower. So, I don't know. Dirty, dirty Mayflower going in wrong. I, I will not be subscribing to Woke Thanksgiving. I will be Woke Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Woke Thanksgiving. Woke Thanksgiving. That's not my shit at all, but okay. All right, uh, all right, all right. Let's get into the what, real you're just crypt- like burn it down, like fuck it. Just yeah. like it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, Chaos. That's what's great about mythology is it can you can acknowledge the tragedies of the past, but the mythos of Thanksgiving can morph into what it is and you know how we celebrated it and you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, this is about a little goblin creature in, in Massachusetts. Yes. Let's Massive with- Massive spe- spe- Speaking of Thanksgiving, that took place in Plymouth, Massachusetts, not far from there. I mean, that's is- that's highly debated. Wait a second. Wait a second. We've done this oh. before. We've talked about it on a Thanksgiving episode. Plymouth, okay. maybe, kind of, sort of. Just say Massachusetts it, is fine. It happened in New England. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, speaking of all that, not far from Plymouth is uh, what we've talked about many a times before on the show called the Bridgewater Triangle, uh, which is a hyper active area for a lot of uh, high strangers phenomenon, but it's probably the most concentrated area for what is called the Pukwudgie. The Pukwudgie. Uh, Does he play hockey? No, he he plays. Mm, I always think of hockey. 
I can't believe there isn't a hockey team out there that are the puck wedgies. Quite honestly, that's a genius fucking name. I don't know why. It's a great little fucking mascot. It really is. It really is. Um, they have the Bruins in Massachusetts already, though. Oh, let's, we should petition. Let's petition to change it to the puck. We do minor league hockey there for the puck wedgies. Anyway, I'm down with the Bruins, and that's about it. Sharks and Bruins. Sharks for life. Anyway. Sharks okay. for life. Sharks and yeah. Bruins. That's about it. So anyway, the Pukwudgie is Algon- based in Algonquin and Wampanoag folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Algonquin uh, directly translated to something to the degree of person of the wilderness or little people of the woods that vanishes, something like that. It's kind of like a Godzilla thing where you see him like saying a bunch of stuff and then the subtitle is just like one word. It's like the opposite of that. <laughs> Pukwudgie, obviously that means person of the wilderness. Um a lot of the info, a lot of the info I want to go into tonight is based on a couple of sources I just want to give credit to. Monsters in the Woods on YouTube is a great channel, uh, Exploring the Unsolved on YouTube. Of course, the legendary and always dependable Encyclopedia of Fairies and World Folklore and Mythologies, which is highly recommended. And uh, a documentary I've watched a couple of times called The Bridgewater Triangle, which is so good. It's a good one. Awesome. Pretty awesome. It's a good one, Mike. So that's uh, this is the part where you guys ask me, Bobby, what Bobby? is a puck wedgie? It's Bibby. It's Bibby. Oh, yeah, it's now. Bibby. That's right. It's Bibby and Bro. Bibby, what the fuck is Bibby a puck wedgie? Bro. Yeah, my so I, bro. Yeah, yeah. So what I put on our Twitter the other day, I was like, from here, from henceforward, uh, Bobby is known as Bibby because that's what the phone autocorrects to. Bree is now Bro because it corrects to that, and Jamie's just fucking Jamie because it is what it is. Jamie. Yeah. So what the what the fuck is the puck wedgie, Bibby? What the puck is the puckwudgie? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Maybe. basically, again, uh, based in Algonquin and Wampanoag folklore, um, found all through New England and then up into like the Great Lakes area as well. Um, there's kind of different perceptions as to its nature and intentions and behavior, depending on the region. <laughs> but the one I want to focus on the one is the one obviously found in New England, more specifically Bridgewater Triangle, Massachusetts area. What it is, it's a uh, it's a devious little two to three foot tall, hairy troll like porcupine creature uh, with gray, smooth skin. Bit of a tormentor mm. or a trickster or a manipulator. You see a lot of those motifs throughout folklore. Loki vibes. Loki vibes. Mad Loki vibes on this one. Uh, but not as handsome as that man that plays him in the, uh, in the movie. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What you like co- him? You, you might be into Puck Wedgies. I don't know. Puck Wedgies uh, is too short for him. Um, <laughs> you might be into le- Puck Wedgies. Legend has it. Uh, they have uh, magic poison arrows. They shoot arrows Ooh. at you. Uh, these arrows can start fires and like cast spells or whatever. Um, here's another good uh, profile point. If I take a David Politis uh, term there, profile point of the of high strangeness, it's affiliated with orbs quite a bit. Um, oh. Whether that be an orb that will lure you into the realm of the Pukwudgie or the Pukwudgie uh, morphs into the orb or morphs from the orb to the Pukwudgie, whatever it may be. They're affiliated with orbs as are Ooh. a lot of high strangeness uh things of this nature um shape shifting i want to talk about shape 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 shifting for a second um you know you know uh was it pareidolia pareidolia is when you like try to create something out of something that you're unsure of what it is it's like when you look into a cloud the clouds you see like faces and stuff yes uh uh-huh it's when your your brain brain tries things together exactly yeah 
Right. So, or like a lot of people will think that, you know, people going out to look for Bigfoot, a lot of the things they see is just a result of pareidolia. Um, but as far as shape-shifting bias, goes, yeah. and I'm not saying that I don't believe in things like skinwalkers or, or shapeshifters in general, but I, I feel like uh, when something's described as a shapeshifter, it can be a little bit of a red flag, not so much as to the phenomenon itself, but maybe the eyewitness account itself, because shapeshifting mm-hmm. would, would insinuate that it's possibly a misidentification based on pareidolia and then the immediate realization as to what it is. So it's like, oh my God, there's a little goblin creature in front of me in the woods over there. And then you're like, oh my God, it just shapeshifted to a bobcat or whatever. You're like, well, maybe it was just a bobcat the whole time. The whole time. And then your brain made sense of it. Exactly. So um, that's one of my more, I I guess, scientific explanations of shapeshifting or skeptical explanations of of shapeshifting. But if it shifts more than once. Well, then it's a shapeshifter, Brie. Yeah, Bobby. Maybe you should think <laughs> about that, Bibby. Then it's a shapeshifter. All right, bro. Okay. I'm not saying I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not trying to diss shapeshifting. I'm just He's saying. He's playing devil's advocate. I'm just playing Pukwudgie advocate. Advocate. Yeah. Um, what the puck? <laughs> so according to Wampanoag legend, okay, here, here's where the. Here's where the fun starts, ladies. Yes, give it to me. Um, deep. The Pukwudgie was originally had like a harmonious relationship with humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started to become jealous of the Wampanoag. Uh, in addition to that, they've always they always tried to help the Wampanoag in various ways, but for whatever reason, their help was always like backfired to be whether it, it be like you know, like when, uh, you know, when you have like a little pesky, pesky little brother that's like always trying to help, but always ends up being doing more harm than good kind yes. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then on top of that, the Wampanoags had a, had a uh, very, uh, had a very revered relationship with uh, Maushop, which is the uh, creation giant of the time that is said to have created Cape Cod. Okay. So mm, we got giants, dope. we got Wampanoags, we got goblin puckwudgie creatures here so far so they became spiteful and jealous of the of the wampanoag and and they began tormenting them in various mischievous ways to the point where the wampanoag went uh to the washop uh creation giant um let him know about this or whatever and mashop the creation giant gathered up all the puckwudgies in the region and then shook them into confusion and then Exiled them throughout all of New England, right? Mm, specific, um, yeah, very, very much so. Um, eventually, um, the ones that quote unquote survived this very uh, true, true account of uh, giants and, and goblin creatures, um, they reunited and kind of returned to their original location. And it was from then on that they became actually pretty nefarious little little fuckers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, burning villages, kidnapping children, um, and then eventually the, the legend has it they they tricked Mashab into the water and killed him with poison arrows. So, so they killed what did it to him? They they killed the creation. The create giant, yes, uh-huh. the Nephilim of the area, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's the folklore legend. I mean, I'm sure there's other ones out there, but that's kind of the origin story, according to the Wampanoag. Um, and there's some contentions about whether or not they did kill Mashab, the, the creation giant or not. We don't need to get all into that. Um, 
But one thing that that first of all, any, any questions or comments so far? Oh, so uh, many. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bree, you go first. Uh, could they have been bewitched? So maybe they, <clears throat> obviously, maybe they wanted to seek some type of revenge for being used in some way, but maybe they were bewitched by these things. So they weren't um, aggressive in true nature, by, but by being bewitched, they became this like nefarious little creature demon. A vengeful, vengeful little creature. Right, but maybe that's like not their innate nature like that's not right. their their real you know heart mm -hmm. well i i think it's like anything else a, a, a man can be turned to the dark side you know like in that movie star trek uh, star wars star wars <laughs> uh <laughs> we didn't get the joke no yeah, okay that, i'm glad that <laughs> The look on your face is so confused. Like in that movie, like, we the better, bridge on the like, river Kwai. We better know Star Wars in here. <laughs> Just okay. making sure you're awake for class, Brie. Don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Any, and any other I've been watching questions? Harry Potter lately, so that's interesting that you say that. Yes, okay. Puckwudgies can be found in the Harry Potter universe as well. Oh, thanks. Nice. Thanks for bringing that up because I've never read or seen any of those movies. Oh, perfect. I just, I just read about it. Okay, I have, a, I have a question about this Pukwudgie. So far to me, it sounds like a Pukwudgie <laughs> is a small Bigfoot. Yeah, that uh, certainly is a, a theory I wanted to go down at some point. What? Um, he's like, he's a little mischievous. Look, He'd be stealing your apples. You He'd go, like you go. Leaving handprints on Bigfoot your car. Bigfoot isn't that mischievous, though. I go Bigfoot he's of just, the like, gap minding theory his here. business. No, totally saying, mischievous. Those Bigfoots are very, yeah, mis very mischievous. Dubious. Maybe not burning down houses that we know of. Well, think of it this way: like, like the more died, so how do we know? Wait, the more question. Yes, question. could they be responsible for like the fires in California, like the Paradise Fires, and? Could that no, happen? those are just energy Foot. weapons from space. Everyone knows that. Yeah, in California, those I... are energy weapons. Yeah, always. Those are energy weapons, bro. Don't that's even worry about bullshit. it. And then you guys, you guys no, don't, you guys not... don't clear out no, the. Uh, that's not. You guys that's don't not. clear out the uh, bottom of the. the oh, forest, that's so. right. I should have. I know when Trump said that we should have just been like fucking sweeping more. I was like, damn, why didn't we think of that? So God. anyway, um, uh, what were we talking about here? Oh yeah, fucking puckwudgies. <laughs> Um, well, here, here's what I'm starting to realize as I like kind of dig deeper and deeper into these like kind of alternative ancient history and like you hear things about like what's that thing called in Indonesia they found that's like a little tiny Bigfoot, um, a, a ring pin deck. Mm -hmm. And then and then they found uh, they found a little like hobbit creature down there that's probably affiliated with the ring pin. The point is, it seems like on the on the human family tree it was almost like tolkien at one time like mm. in the very distant past if we're not subscribing to you know rank and file academic history ancient history mm -hmm. like there was it was almost like yeah there were like elves in the woods and then there were like little people and then there were the humans and then there were the goblins you know it's almost like um a extrapolation of that world and if you go down that road it's like you know it could be a little tiny baby Bigfoot messing around. I don't know. Like traditional could be a lot folklore? Of things. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, or some sort of uh, like deviation, like human I totally mythological that, deviation uh, or description of it. So I don't know. Who knows? Um, that's that's one that's one theory I kind of came up with in, in researching this is like if you if you go down that road, there seems to have been a lot of different kind of bipedal, intelligent, sentient races of humans or human like creatures out there. So I don't know. Could the Pukwudgie be the missing link? No, there is no missing link. Okay. Wait. Wait. Uh, wait. Wait. Skirt. The miss- okay. The missing link skirt, is the skirt. Anunnaki. Tor- the Anunnaki experimenting with human DNA. Everyone knows. That. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I Come just want. I just wanted to make. I I thought you weren't subscribing to it like as a whole, and I was like, wait a second, Bobby. Do you think I that like, like there's? It's just evolution. I, I thought you were gonna be like no, no, creationism. I, I, I don't. I, I don't like, think oh, no. that there's like. I don't think that there's like a like a missing link per se. There's just like human. The human family tree branches out in different directions and evolves in different ways. Like whenever you see like the little stair step of like the chimp to the Neanderthal to the human or whatever, like I don't think it doesn't that's make sense. That yeah, it's it doesn't make sense. There's more in the story. But anyway, we were engineered. Um, engineered we were engineered by the anunnaki welcome to that one time i was abducted abducted by aliens aliens. you know just to put it out there because a lot of people don't uh i think people that don't fully look into the anunnaki thing they just think that it's just like oh we just throw anunnaki out there like yeah it was aliens but i think a lot of people have to really understand that those sumerian tablets were written thousands and thousands of years before the bible and they are miraculously alike Mm -hmm. the biggest difference is that when you read the creation tablets they sound almost like the whole creation was in a laboratory opposed to you know well and i think like ribs out of thin air i was like but that but that also gets into the whole idea too of like is it possible that the Bible is just the creation tablets, but interpreted in a way right. for I mean, those, them? The creation exactly. myth is super consistent in a lot of cultures. Uh, exactly. Various, there's a lot of motifs. But that's the that oldest one that we have. It's the oldest one that we have. And also the Sitchin stuff has a lot of criticism. Like apparently that guy was. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a as... lot, but I think. But listen, I think with every researcher out here, people like go fully into their stuff and then they find discrepancies in the story and then they totally throw the person out. When I think that people get onto something legitimate and they figure it out to the extent that like their brain, their consciousness could at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think we should take from what they're saying and then we put the rest of the pieces together opposed to thinking that one researcher had it all figured out. I think you have a lot of it figured out a lot of it but i don't think that just because some of the things don't add up anymore that we should throw it all away that's essentially what a narrative is though it's just the assimilation of this different information into like what's culturally acceptable as the as the consensus right and that's why we see so many similarities between the sumerian tablets and like north norse mythology and greek mythology and biblical you know creation myths and the flood the flood myth all that stuff transcends all these cultures so it seems to be coming from one common ancestry just kind of interpreted and passed down and distorted in different ways through the through the generations right so we gotta we gotta hit on all those like 
bullet points and see what we can decipher from that. But mm -hmm. anyway, the Pukwudgie has poison arrows um, and they can turn into orbs, okay? Okay, I like it. It's already sounding very Bigfooty to me because orbs and UFOs and Bigfoot yeah. sightings. It's, su it's super, super reminiscent of uh, like Bigfoot behavior as far as I'm concerned, or at least a lot of the same motifs you find in, in high strangeness. So um, they're known for everything from like tapping on windows in like, you know, mischievously, like trying to get people's attention and stuff. Um, ultimately, again, they're kind of a trickster, nefarious little trickster fella. Uh, they're into like luring people into the woods or off of cliffs, for example. But they like so, to watch them fall. Yes. Um, so the Freetown State Forest in Fall River, Mass is uh, more or less, I think it's actually part of the, the Bridgewater Triangle. If it's not, it's right. Right on the outskirts. Yeah. Um, this place is like teeming with hauntings and Bigfoot sightings, animal Where? mutilations, uh, the Freetown State Forest in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, Mike, if you're in the chat, will you tell us if that's in the, in that area? Uh, can we write this down? No, like in the triangle, I mean, like, is it I'm pretty in the sure triangle? It is. It's like right there. Fall River episode. is like right. Breeze like whole episode. Let's do it's it. It's like Southern Massachusetts, just North of Rhode Island border okay. over there. But anyway, um, all kinds of high strangeness, as you guys have talked about at, at nauseum, I'm sure. Um, and and also this area was kind of known as like a Native American battlefield, like a lot of negative energy, right? Well, that ex explains it right um, there. But within the forest, there's like this 100 foot cliff called the ledge. And there's a whole legend about like the lady of the ledge was this Native American woman that you know, fell in love with some like white man or something and the father mm. disapproved. So she jumped off and killed herself, things like that. Oh, okay. Um, Dramatic. But, but what's interesting about it is like, there's a lot of reports of people feeling like this intense temptation to jump off this cliff. Um, and a lot of unexplained suicides. And by what that I mean is like people that didn't seem to be like mentally ill or like suicidal turn up having jumped off that ledge now mm. again a lot of negative energy but that does not uh, negate the fact that the bridgewater triangle in general is more or less said to be like a dumping ground for the mafia or just like people just go out there to like for like get rid of bodies and stuff so it could have been some sort of regular hot spot just to chuck a guy chuck people yeah well it's like you already you already have that legend going on so why not play into it and you know further it and right. continue it and, and it's kind of like that thing where that as that legend evolves and grows and becomes a part of the cultural consciousness um it, it kind of like catches traction or starts to like um like spread in a uh psychic or mental or a, a, a spiritual way in some sense so like you have what's that forest in japan where everyone goes to kill themselves oh i know what you're talking about i don't know the name of it so oh. it's almost like is it chicken say, or the egg is it chicken or the egg is this like did we create this mythology around this place because of this one event that happened and then mm -hmm. it caught fire within the culture and then people just started giving that area mm -hmm. energy by going out there and killing themselves or was it actually inherently a negative energy place that attracted people as to be a appropriately appropriate place to kill themselves and so, please do know. not be a jake paul and go there and film it no don't do that oh yeah that guy did that <laughs> yeah and then he like um, everyone goes all fucking up in arms about it so let, let's not go there forbidden forest 
He did. And he took his little camera in there and he was like, I'm going to find the dead people. What's wrong with that? Uh, I believe that in his video, there was a dead person hanging from a tree. Oh, in the chat, it says oh, the suicide sh- forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a severely suicide forest. I did. It was a decent movie. Um, so uh, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You have a question. Brie? You have a question. Comment. Oh, comment. Uh, the more we talk, the more I feel like last week I was the manifest of the puck wedgie. I was just going to say at the end of this, I was going to say this puck wedgie sounds very much Brie like to me. Like it, it wants to like take only when to I was edge, crazy. Wants to take people I'm to the edge crazy and push anymore. them off and like watch them fall. Like that sounds very uh, Scorpio mm-hmm. Brie energy. No, I'm I'm back to normal. I'm happy now. I'm surprised you I haven't think you noticed. Were, you were fine last week. I don't know what you guys are talking. I think about. I was crazy last week. I was struggling. Hey, big time. I'm not gonna argue with a crazy woman. All right. No. All right. All right. Back to the puck wedgies. Damn it. So. Uh, Probably the most famous modern encounter. It's the one that you can see. I think it's on like Monsters and Mysteries in America. This guy's in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. He's this guy named William Russo. Um, he's the guy with like the fedora on with like the, um, uh, who's the fake Indiana Jones? Um, Alan Quartermain, like like a leopard print thing around, you know, like a leopard print fedora. Anyway. Um, it's this guy. Sassy. He's very, he's very New England, very like just blunt and hey, I saw what I saw kind of thing. Um, and he was from Raynham, Massachusetts, which is right around that area. Out walking his dog one night and for whatever reason, again, think about what we know about the Pukwudgie so far, as far as them being ones that lure people into atypical places, right? For whatever reason, he doesn't know why. Just for whatever reason, he decided to go a different route than he usually does walk the dogs. So he went through um, kind of this path through the woods that was, you know, when they cut down like for power lines and stuff, there'll be like a uh, like a a path where they put the power lines like in the middle of the woods, which, by the way, is said for a lot of different cryptids use those as more or less little highways to get through the uh, to get through the woods. Mm-hmm. But, um, crazy that's electrically charged that's well no it's it's because they cut the grass around it to make like a it's like a fire lane or something it's they like call a, it it's like it's like, old, a, it's like a buffer it out, they also mm-hmm. had to clear it out to put up those towers and shit, exactly right? yeah but they keep they maintain it so that if a fire happens the fire doesn't go like at the bottom of the tower so they keep that area cleared all the time right gotcha right right so he's going a, a different way more or less through the woods um, comes upon like an old water wheel and starts to approach a road and notices that his dog starts freaking out. Um, somehow the animals always know for They always know right? the, the animals and the babies. They're tapped in. Um, the dog starts cowering and kind of shaking and whining. And then to his, uh, to his surprise, Ooh. there in the distance underneath a street light looks to be what seems to be, excuse me, a three to four foot tall hairy creature with a pot belly. He described its face to be like a chipmunk. <laughs> and it was like luring him with the words Iwan Chu, Iwan Chu. Iwan Chu, Iwan Chu. And he Iwan-chu. even says this that. Sounds familiar. Was this in the Bridgewater? Yes, I just yeah. said that. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Pay attention, Bree. Jesus Christ. Sorry. 
Okay, yeah, okay, good. I'm not going to repeat myself that again. That was God a Pukwudgie? God damn, I didn't know that. He wants you. And then he, he goes on to say, like, you just got the hell out of there. And he was trying to figure out what this thing was trying to say to it. And he, he, he believes it was saying, we want you, we want you here. So more or less, like, uh, along with the consistencies of the uh, behavior of a Pukwudgie, it was trying to lure him into its region, I guess. Mm. To do to do God knows what with that that crazy. I was gonna ask you. Know. you I was gonna ask you what what, what do you what think? Do you, what do you guys think would happen if you would would have gone forward? I mean, if we're gonna be talking about like light orbs and shit, I feel like what if you went, then he might have been probed by something. If it were me, we would have partied for sure. You think so? You would have been like, yeah, I think that they. Like, I feel like they, they would have like, loved me. I was like, they would have fucking like, loved me. Yeah, you went into their camp. You became their friend. You're like, let's go push people off cliffs. Can I add um, this to my tag name? Can I be like Puck Wedgie Bree? Yeah, I love no, it. I just, I love. No, you're now. baked Bree. <laughs> baked Bree is great. You're baked Bree. <laughs> baked bro. Uh, baked bro. Uh, so. What what I'm what what seems to be the consensus as to like the advice given when encountering one of these things is just simply ignore it and like walk mm. the other direction. And, and what's interesting about that is you see this a lot um, with everything. Like it's almost like the supernatural or the paranormal. There's some sort of like field or or veil or something that they can't penetrate them and interact with humans. <laughs> They can't penetrate them, Bree, with their um, with their Pukwudgie, uh essence, and uh, just in general, though, like anything supernatural seems to have this almost like you have to give it consent in order for it to actually interact with you. Mm-hmm. Like the devil theme. Yep. I'm a big like fan of consent when penetrating. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's, a bit uh, it's always it's Not always me. required. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if you think about it, let me let's get back on. Let's uh class. Okay. I'm not really mad at you, Brie. Uh, sorry, baby. I, I didn't know. I didn't know we were gonna devolve into this. Bring the lesson, baby. This is like this is literally my most uh I guess profound or insightful realization about all this that i wanted to talk to you guys about and it, on this particular episode and now it's just all gone to shit with the i'm with sorry the reel it in so the puck all right anyway comes, i'm sorry you're clear so you have to you have to give these things consent so you think about like inviting in a vampire or like a black-eyed child or or biblically it's like well this earth is man's domain and demons have to trick you into giving them permission to you know go forward with their malevolent plans or whatever whatever they might be right so it's like this this common thread with this stuff it almost seems like you have to be a willing participant in order for these things to uh you know hang everyone's looking oh i would love to uh test (laughs) the limits of the puck wedgie you know like if you do give consent like what would happen? I don't think they would. You're kill gonna you. jump off a cliff. Like yeah, you're gonna. Ju- yeah, that's the whole thing. I think like they kill you. Like they burn your house down. They they like push you off cliffs and you die. That's like the whole theme. It's like they murder you. I'm gonna go ahead and recommend not consenting with a puck wedgie. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. All that you know, Bree, you don't want to play with fucking Ouija boards, but all of a sudden you want to get real friendly with a fucking puck wedgie. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's a good cute. example too. Ouija boards are another one of those things. You're like you're like inviting the other side into your domain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's it's interesting when you think of that because you see it all the time in this kind of stuff. Uh, even with Bigfoots, I mean, we don't know for sure because there's a lot of like missing 411 theories where Bigfoots actually do kidnap you. And there's like a lot of uh, Native American stories about, you know, the boogeyman thing of like the Sasquatch is going to come like take you from the village or whatever. Um, but a lot of accounts you hear from people are like super scary, uh, confrontational, aggressive accounts, but they live to they live through it like they don't actually you know they might bluff charge but they don't actually Mm, hurt anyone but again if they hurted someone if they if they hurted someone um that could be like we wouldn't know (laughs) to be there to hear the story because they're probably sasquatch food you know what i mean no 100 brie you you raised your hand so (laughs) i did (laughs) what if the Pukwudgie has been the menace in all of these Bigfoot situations. It's not actually Bigfoot. It's just like Pukwudgie fucking around, oh. doing all the menacey shit, and it, and Bigfoot's taking the rap. Like like the Pukwudgie have these like like big little feet shoes that they wear, and they like run stomp around, and they're like well, knocking like on maybe shit. they're coexistent all the time. Mm. And then the Pukwudgie starts all this bullshit, and then dips because they're tiny. They're like. Pew! And the Bigfoot's just standing there like, well, fuck. Okay, whatever. I'll vanish. But they get the rap. Yes. Right. Well, what other, I mean, what other fairies or folklore is the Pukwudgie reminiscent of, do you think? Fairies in general, though. I was like, fairies in general. Fairies are very very tricky. That's such a a broad term, though, too. 100%. The the fae. the fae, the fae, they're, the broader they're known term. for right, but they're they're known for. It's like you never want to make getting like, deals with them because they're always like some weird like, back, back alley bullshit, mm-hmm. and then they fuck with you. Yeah, but what about I mean other other small trickster creatures like leprechauns and trolls? Oh, le- and, yeah, leprechauns, gnomes, trolls, goblins. I was like, if anything, this is very reminiscent of troll to me. If you want to talk about like what it looks like, trolls a little bit look like puckwudgies. Yeah, yeah, I used to, you remember, you know, have you ever been, I don't know if you've ever been to, there's like the, the Scandinavian trolls, not the troll dolls, but like those weird, like wood carved. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen those before. With, yeah. yeah. That whole archetype of the troll reminds me a lot of what the, a lot of the artist renditions of Pukwudgies look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, this, the little tiny trickster fairy is like all over the world though right mm-hmm. you have like the nano and the dunde and like trolls and goblins like it's all over the place and they're always usually up to it's always this um well they're not they're not necessarily our friends but they're not necessarily evil it could mm-hmm. go one or the other you know it's it's never like it's very grayed out as far as and it just seems like they're like annoying little fuckers that you know kind of just stir up stir the pot Sounds but in like this case understood Yes, that's why they push people off cliffs. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I feel like Bree is identifying too much with these puckwudgies over here. <laughs> She's uh, like, maybe I'm not an alien. Maybe I'm not Pleiadian. I am puckwudgie. Wrong P. Yeah. And then <laughs> I started thinking, um, I started thinking too, like if we entertain the idea that perhaps these creatures did manifest in a physical form because of like the cultural consciousness of a 
past time, right? Or like the mm-hmm. agreement amongst the tribes agree that this is real, whether it was originally or not, it's still manifested in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, are we just interacting with like more or less like the psychic remnants of past civilizations and what they it up? What's up? Okay. Okay. I raised my hand. Okay. So I love that. I was like, I love that you brought this up. Okay. So it's interesting that you say that because I had just seen a theory recently that was saying that ghosts are not real and neither are like Bigfoots or any of these things. And what's happening is, is that because all time happens at the same time and all of our universes and parallel universes are stacked on top of each other that we're not necessarily seeing ghosts, but we're seeing shifts within our multi-dimensions of other glimpses of other worlds happening. So that's why you have a lot of times where maybe you see a ghost that might be like intelligent or something, or it seems like they're like doing, like they're on like a path of doing something. It's because in their real world, it's real. Mm-hmm. And they're just like p- pugging along and like, you know, pushing their cart down a fucking aisle or some shit. Yeah, or it's like uh, it's some sort. Yeah, some sort of psychic imprint. Um, and some people are more susceptible to receiving but, but, those. But the whole thing is, is that, is that it's not necessarily a ghost because time is right. all happening at the same time. So it's like you're not seeing like a dead person. It's just you're. It's actively happening when you're happening, just in a different. Yeah, place. it's like it's like the Lovecraft thing. Like if if we think that we're just overlapping frequencies if you tap into a new frequency there's like crazy tentacled creatures Mm -hmm. flying all around you everywhere and stuff right it's that kind of thing we're all overlapped in in frequencies and again i think some people are more sensitive to that kind of stuff or maybe breaking that you know those vulnerable you know uh uh parts of the veil for for a few seconds and and seeing that kind of stuff so i don't know but uh i think what I was getting at, though, is like if what if like if we look at like aliens and even Bigfoots and some of these more modern archetypes of these kind of creatures, mm-hmm. what if like post-World War II, like intelligence agencies got a hold or figured out a formula as to how to manifest these tulpas mm-hmm. into the real world from like a like a military industrial weaponized kind of standpoint, angle. weaponized, yeah. yeah. Um, so or, organically throughout throughout time, you had again like tribal cultures and just natives and stuff. Like they assigned these visuals to these various activities, and then sure enough, we know that hey, this thing is a real thing. It's a little puckwudgy out in the woods. It's going to burn your family or whatever. And then what if like the CIA like started investigating that or like the Thule Society or whatever? And they're like, and all the Alistair Crowley like Jack Parsons stuff. And they're like, oh, we know how to like do that at will now. And that's why we have the grays. The grays have like been what like is that sum- summoned into our reality in some way. The ways. Philadelphia so experiment. Is that the one I'm thinking of where they no. like t- no? Where what's the one where they were on like the weird boat and they tried to like Oh yes. It's okay. Philadelphia, the right? Philadelphia experiment. But when, oh, it- when it was um like you can see through it though. But, but what I'm saying is, is that not kind of that same technology, though? So I feel like if you're talking in that same realm of like our government doing something like that, our government kind of sort of has, if you believe in the in, in the Philadelphia experiment, that it was real, that they've already kind of experimented in that. I think that they have in, in one way or another, I, I think like you look at like Project, was it um, Project uh, Maltog, Pro- the one that Stranger Things is based on. Oh, I don't remember uh, which one it is. There's too many Montauk, of them projects. Montauk. I think Montauk. Montauk. Mon- yeah. Montauk. Mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that just seems like, you know, something might be, you know, bureaucratically 
successful in bringing these creatures into our reality whereas in previous ancient times it was like more of a like natural way of summoning these things it happened more organically i don't know it was just a little that's why they're pissed maybe that's why they they were cool and then because we're forcing it they were like fuck these people or weaponizing it from yeah 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 i don't know it's just fun to think about it reminded me of the mist Mm -hmm. very similar big time so good Um, and then they tried to do a tv show it was on thanksgiving i watched it it on thanksgiving so was it a thanksgiving movie don't watch that that was so depressing i went home with you jamie i don't know if i you remember. remember that i do i remember. went home with you that night i remember and i was like that's the worst ending ever so sad even stephen king saw that ending that's not the same ending as in the book but stephen king saw he's like yep that's how it should have been yeah, that's 100 percent. yeah <laughs> all right do we have any more comments on the puck wedgie before we get into our factor fucking sci-fi or not our nope. factor sci-fi yeah factor sci-fi yeah yeah, yeah factor, factor sci-fi, sci-fi. All right. Um, I'll go first. I am going to hands down, without a doubt, give the puck wedgie a ten. It is a hundred percent fact. It is a real thing, and wow. I believe in it. Wow. Any elaboration on that? No, I think it uh, is very reminiscent of the Bigfoot to me, and uh, I believe in Bigfoot and puck wedgies aren't too far off. So, just by that rationale, I'm going to say fucking fact it. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I love Three. it. I give the gobble squatch a zero. A zero. Yeah, I give that one a zero. And I give the puck wedgie a 10. Yes. Wow. Wow. I'm excited for what Bobby has to say. Uh, I give the puck wedgie like a three. <gasps> wow. Yes. Because I feel like there's just a lot of different sources of how this could have kind of assimilated into its own thing. Mm. like misidentification mixed with like you know maybe other native tribes that they try to dehumanize in some way you know bad luck bad harvest seasons or whatever like just all these different things that you know combine into and then we want to put some sort of you know physical description to it you're sounding very Um, jamie like over here with your explanation like i have been usually i'm like well (laughs) because yeah, and, and that's again, it might go back to what I was saying earlier is like maybe after all that, you can actually summon something by doing so. But I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, it just seems like class, like think about all the, the bad vibes, the negative energy in general in that area in Massachusetts. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, or like cautionary tale type myths of like, you know, don't go in the woods, kids, or the puck wedgie's going to kidnap you. Uh, which again, uh, is, you can credit that to things that I would give more credence to, like Bigfoot. But so I was going to say feel- then, when you say misidentification, are you thinking more that they're their encounters with these puckwudgies, they're having a different cryptid or an animal or a mixture of both? Probably an animal uh, or just misidentification. Well, think about it this way too. Like, I feel like a Bigfoot would be a hot, lot harder to misidentify, especially mm-hmm. if it's an up close encounter because it's like seven to twelve feet tall. Yeah, whereas like a puck wedgie is more or less the same height as like a lot of regular animals animals in the woods. Yeah. but who knows like i if if they are real i don't think that they're some sort of like flesh and blood uh i think they are some sort of like ethereal thing if they are real mm. but um i don't think they're 
little cave dwelling goblins that live in the swamps but they're like interdimensional beings maybe yeah oh wait but i believe that too i'm not going to give it a 10 as a full-on human okay flesh type of like just earthly i was gonna say because i think i I don't subscribe to that i was like i also think bigfoot is an interdimensional being so interdimensional beings cryptids well yeah of course 10 out of 10 all right well right I'm going to stick with a three just in general, but I don't know. It just, it just, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. It, I'm I surprised. Believe. Yeah. I'm surprised too. I thought you'd give it higher. I, I thought the puck wedgie there's was one just, of your favorites. There's just really not a lot of, there's not a lot of modern encounters with these things. Mm. So let's change that guys in our astral yeah. dreams tonight, gobble squatch and or puck wedgie to come and attack you. Fuck the gobble squatch puck wedgie only puck wedgie only all right so before we end tonight for myself before we end tonight's episode um i want to talk a little bit bit about what's been going on in the ufo world you know what i'm saying and uh something that broke today world news is they were talking about how the government has decided to open up this new office that they are going to investigate mm-hmm. ufos it's going to be yep. very project blue book like if anyone knows about project blue book project and blue uh, beam uh, yeah, everybody is up in arms and very upset about it. And all I have to say is, what did you expect from the government? Guys, stop listening to these people. I'm shook. I'm surprised that people are up in air because uh, up in arms about it, because I feel like a lot of the people nowadays have been so like pro government take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And then they did. So isn't that what they wanted? Yeah, and that's like my whole thing. It's like uh, they they say that they're going to come out with this office and they're going to investigate it. And so they're taking people's claims seriously, but they're mad about the way they're investigating it because it's not the way that they want it to get done. And what I don't understand is why people are like, that's what the government does. The government never does what you want them to do. They do it in their own way. Of course, they're going to open up an office that's going to be more on the very skeptical side of things. I mean, what do you expect from them? And why on earth are we hanging on their word about like what they say? Like daddy government does not need to tell me that UFOs are real. So somebody tweeted us today and they were like, I don't need the government to tell us UFOs are real. Experiencers tell us every day. It sounds to me like the American empire is on its way out right now and there will be less demand for like traditional hotware, hot war, military industrial complex technology. And the government needs to pork barrel it somewhere else and feed that monkey to keep that, that gravy train going. So they're going to build this narrative to the public about you know, you look at even things like Space Force and like, you know, uh, threat narrative uh, over and yeah. over again. Yeah, it's all Hegelian. Like, you know, it's like it's like just another thing to siphon money from the public into and then potentially one day scare the shit out of everyone with a fucking fake alien invasion and be like, well, the government was telling us about this a few years ago, so it must be true. And then here we are locked in our homes and Fucking, but the problem a ufo outside independence day style well it's and, it's in- and it's interesting too because just recently like either today or yesterday uh they released that rocket spacex did to send it off to the asteroid that they're trying to move and so it's just the timing of all of these things are very interesting and i wish people would would focus on a bigger picture because i think everybody's being very distracted right now like emailing their senators and like very up in arms but like there's there's so much of a bigger picture why don't we just stop worrying about the government investigating ufos and do it ourselves don't listen I to i think them. it's hard though it's hard though because like what else do they have i feel that if you want 
the government and the overall people to take UFOs seriously, then what action, I'm asking you guys, like what action can they take other than opening up an office let me, let to me ask say you a that question. they're looking into it? Bree, I had take... just asked you a question. No, 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 wait, wait. This is an answer to the question. Do you take UFOs seriously? Did you hear me? She's thinking. Of course I do, Bobby. Right. So who gives a shit about anyone else thinks? No, you know it's not I mean? about me. I'm just saying for the people. Like the people are like, take it seriously. Contacting our senators, anyone in Congress, like to take it seriously, it's a real thing. So if that's what they want, what action can they do to take it seriously? They can lie to you. Okay, so George in the chat is saying we can't investigate ourselves. We need real skilled people and equipment and the government has the best. I feel you. The government does have that. But why do we think that the government's going to tell us the truth with any of that information? Like I, I, they've been investigating UFOs. That's obvious because if anything, it's a threat problem to their to their military. Right. So we know that they're looking at it. They just aren't going to tell us any of the information and them opening an office or them writing some bill is not going to make them change or tell us the truth about aliens or UFOs. Not only that, but they have been doing these little UFO offices since the 40s. There's, I mean, we started with Project Grudge. I mean, like, it, it, there's been so many little investigations that they've known that this is a thing for a while. Exactly. They do their shit, they close it. They do their uh, shit, they close it. So uh, I I'm think not, at this I'm point. Not I'm not disputing that at all but also i see it as you know kind of a crisis in leviathan type of situation where it's like okay well there is this phenomenon this is a good reason to justify laundering more money into whatever department we decide Bullshit to they want up, to do exactly and then get a hold of the narrative and use it to like control or scare people or you know yeah it's it's a con i think it's a conditioning tactic it's a uh it's it's you know, it's like anything else in the government. It's all about just pushing money around. That's my take on it. 100%. Couldn't agree more. I just think that people are misunderstanding that the government hasn't been taking it seriously. And I think that, like I was trying to say, because they've been opening these offices since the 40s, that they have been looking into it. So mm -hmm. obviously, if they open up an office, an investigation, and they look into it, and they say there's nothing there, and they close, and they do this repetitively, I believe that they do know so much more, and they'll never disclose what they do know, and it's right. only just a public front for people to think that they're taking it seriously, and I feel like you'd be very naive to believe that they haven't before, that the government doesn't take it seriously, I think is so beyond, so beyond the point. Yeah. They're I, not I, in yeah. the dark. Like they're not, they take, I don't understand why seriously. people think just even because they don't say it to you doesn't mean that they don't take it seriously. I think that even, they have for a very, very long time. Even from a purely like noble, they're here to protect us kind of angle at best. They're like, look, into it for defense purposes be like what the hell is this like is this some other threat on planet earth or you know it'd be dumb not to right for whatever reason 
I just don't, I just don't listen to spooks about that kind of shit. So yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing though. It's like, if anyone should know, if we're talking just about the U S government, they pretty much don't give a shit about anything that happens in this country other than protecting itself. Well, they're, 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 they're interested in maintaining power. Exactly. The so in order to why the would anyone think? Resources. So why would anyone think that they've never taken this seriously? Yeah, is what I'm getting at. No, they're I not agree. stupid. Like they're they're beyond. I think where the overall community at this point thinks that they are. So they all they care about is power and control and watching out for their country in general. So obviously they think about UFOs. It's so past that. And that's why I think I've always been frustrated when things came out and people were really excited, like, oh, they're taking it seriously. And I'm just like, you think that they never did before? No, it's just that the overall front is that they can't say that. And I don't think that they ever will taking it seriously and being honest with the public about it are two entirely two different things, things. very Absolutely. different things exactly what we need to advocate for is them being more open with the public about what it is that they already did find i think not yeah. about like trying to get them to it they, they are investigating it why don't they just tell us what the hell it's about but even that i like Good personally love i don't that. i was like personally i don't give a shit i don't care what the government has to say i'm like not concerned in any capacity nope. this is a citizen's movement 100 percent. it's really tough too because I find that like when Jamie and I are, are in other panels with people and this, I feel like this has happened so many times where everyone else is very like pro this and we're kind of the only ones like mm, unimpressed. And then I get this vibe like, oh, we're like the assholes in the bunch. But I, yeah. but I just feel like that's so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could have maybe put like in a better little toaster strudel what I'm just mm. said to you guys mm. were okay. a little uh, cream filled. Remember, remember when toaster shields came out? We were like, yo, fuck Pop Tarts. Those yeah, things Pop Tarts. Like, those are fucking yeah. done. Trash. Now. But yeah. at the Dry end of the trash. day, that is the point. It's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't care that the government looks into it. It's that I think that they have for a very long time. And I think it's stupid, honestly. At to the very least, they don't take it seriously and that they're just like, oh, those are nothing. Let's ignore it. No, mm-hmm. it's just that they're ignoring it to the public because it's none of your concern. And at the very least, any kind, of acknowledgement, any kind of acknowledgement from them to the public, there is 100 percent an agenda behind it. And I would be really careful about, you know, taking all that at face value. So what do you think is going to happen from this? That It's like well, it's giving me it's giving me move. storm the capital vibes. What? It's giving me, give it, yeah, it's giving me storm the capital vibes. It's giving me like everybody get together and like let's let's take over that, uh, our Congress and bullshit note, so they could look at UFOs. On that note, can we look at the storm area fifty one thing in hindsight? Yeah, 100%. Now, that seemed like an op to me. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, you guys are in this community more than I am. Did y'all know anyone that was like all about that? Because that yes. just seemed yes. Okay, right. that was so silly. It, yeah, we 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 thought about it for two seconds, whether or not we wanted to go. And we were like, absolutely not. Um, we were have <laughs> just like, gone just for like the fun. The, but the I fun think of it. That, yes. I think I that both George of us Nori always felt was like, very worried about people getting hurt. Like, don't do it. I know. I think that we both felt like even if there was things at one point, they're obviously not there anymore. 
No, that's a big thing I've always said about Area 51 is like the government is not stupid enough to keep anything there. It's all at Dulce. It's all in underground fucking bases. Like they just like to keep the mystery, the, the mystery of it, because then we keep going there and looking at it when there's actually not anything there. Red herring. It's a full mm-hmm. blown like distraction at the 100%. most. Because that's the only place that people think of. They're like, let's go to Area 51. It's like, mm-hmm. obviously, everyone knows about that now. So and don't, why don't be wrong. I think back in the Roswell days, that's probably where they brought the, the crashed UFO sure. and the bodies. But just now, there's nothing there now of any kind of value to us. That's it's so far off. They would never. Here's, here's my rule of thumb. PSYOP until proven innocent. 100%. With, I like with that. everything. Yep. Everything for yeah. those people. For sure. But anyway. All right, That's let's really say tough though. I'm gonna call out everyone in the chat so we can we can wrap the show up. So like hi Kevin, hey Solid, hey Vanessa, hey Chad Smith, hey Cambian, hey Renee, hey John, hey Amy, hey Sunny. Thank you guys all. Hey Zach, thank you guys all for coming to our show and our live. I know this was super last minute, so it was nice so of much. everyone to show up. Happy oh, hi, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Oh hi Joey, Spaghetti Lee, I love you. Smack. Yeah, you I- guys gobble smack. Gobble we snack, have... gobble squash, gobble ass. We've been calling it all kinds of things. And all our... kinds of things. Chat. Hey, can I put this out there? Let's take requests yeah. for the next uh, cryptid to cover. Absolutely, you guys. Put it in the chats. DM us. Tell us what you guys want us to do next. What what uh, cryptid sounds fun to you guys. And thanks, you guys, for hanging out. We have an episode dropping uh, on Friday, so make sure you're there for that. We have the abduction hotline. We have somebody live. It's not a voicemail. We have Vanessa who came on. And uh, we got some cool stuff coming up in the next few weeks. So we'll see you guys on the next time. Yes. Love you all. Peace. Love you all. Bye. Bye.